All right, all right, and we are live. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! <laughs> you guys, I have the most phenomenal guest in the building for you tonight. I have the one and only, the most amazing, the most fabulous, the most Bowie of them all. I have the one and only Dub Three Two One in the house. What's up, brother? How you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very stoked to be here. I uh, I've seen a lot of your podcasts and some of the amazing artists that you've had on your show. So I'm very humbled to uh, be participating in this experience. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being on the show. I'm super excited. Um, to be on on a Saturday. Normally, I take the weekends off, but today is a very special day, so I hope everybody at home will hang out with us, uh, have some questions and some comments, and you know I take all the suggestions in the world, so just drop them on, drop them on down there for me to address. You guys, it has been a long day, but I'm coming out of my fog, okay, so bear with me bear with me what's up don mcdaniel in the house we got paul all the way from colorado we got mama can too we got the whole fan bam thank you guys for hanging out with us so uh miles what have you been up to today i've been recording all day i was telling i was telling you before we went live uh i was making a beat to like four three four a.m last night and slept for a few hours and woke up and just started getting at it again today because i had the last couple of days I had completely free. So I had the luxury to be able to do that. And when I do get that time, I like to go hard and get as much done as I can. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've just been shacked up in the studio, smoking spliffs and hanging out. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good day. It sounds like a good use of the day. We have my wife, Lindsay, uh, motherfucking McRae Gunther in the house. She says, hey, What's wife. Up, Lindsay? He says, hey, wife and guy who deleted me. Oh, bring in the drama. I love it. I love it. I deleted Facebook. <laughs> I don't even do Facebook anymore. I actually just uninstalled it like three days ago. I, just, I mean, to be honest with you, like, the, I don't even get into it. Like, the algorithm for Facebook is just horrible now. It's hard. It's a hard life to live. You do well. You do well. But I catch, like, I catch flags on my account constantly because I like to post like borderline like offensive memes and stuff so and, and, they're always hit, and they're always hitting my account and so then my account gets restricted and like I can't post in groups or my my posts get moved lower in the feed and it's just sure. like it is a very yeah. frustrating platform um it is nice when you have a dedicated fan following and I thank all of you guys so much for hanging out with me every night of the week um interviewing all kinds of amazing musicians from all over the world. So Lindsay, give Dub321 another chance. He did not move. Uh, we have Albie in the chat. What's going on? Albie all the way from LA. Uh, we got Bill Herbert, Herbert in the chat. We got Leaf Arrow. What is up, everybody? I hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful Saturday evening. Um, all I can think about is food. I am so hungry right now um first well you know but i wanted to talk about food doesn't that sound fun it does sound fun it I does like um so i don't know what should i order should i order like thai or should i order like a sushi bowl sounds really good like some seaweed i don't know you guys give me some suggestions some indian food maybe um you can't go wrong with sushi no pizza. I'm not doing the pizza. No more pizza. Um, all right. Uh, Paul, what did you make for your folks? Hey, Paul just made dinner. All right, guys. I'm sipping on my water. I'm getting hydrated because I was a little dehydrated. Um, I want to talk all about dub three, two, one. Tell me what is your deal? What are you all about? How long have you been on the scene? What's your story? Uh, okay, so I'll give you the quick rundown because it's kind of it can be a long-winded one if I get too detailed. I uh, I I started Dub Three Two One like originally it was a band. The idea of it was I wanted it to be a band, and for many years it was. Uh, I started it back in like two thousand six, two thousand seven ish, and for you know for I was in my mid twenties at the time. First few years went well, and then I had a surgery in two thousand nine. 
it ultimately left me physically dependent on opioid pain medication. And uh, yeah, I just spiraled downhill after the medication, the prescription ran out. I went to the streets and within a year I was shooting dope. And uh, pretty quickly after that, I lost everything. Just like everything I had built up in my life slowly went to the pawn shop piece by piece until I was waking up with nothing every single day and having to go out and like steal from stores and crap just so that I could like return it for a gift card to sell for 50 cents on the dollar so I wouldn't be sick that day, yada, yada, yada. It's just, it was a whole living hell. And uh, that went on for almost five years till 2014. Luckily I was caught. I was just like doing such reckless stuff. I really didn't care. I wanted to get caught. I even thanked the officer for saving my life when I got arrested that day. And this was in March 2014. I um, I ended up going to jail, and I didn't know how much time I was going to get. But ultimately, they they kept calling me back for additionals, and I ended up with like 12 felonies. And um, they wanted to give me 10 years. I pled out to the judge, and uh, he ended up giving me 55 months in Department of Corrections in Florida, which is just under five years. And then he attacked on. Because uh, when I put out to him, I was like, just to back up and get some context, I, I was like, you know, I didn't bullshit him. I, my gut told me if I put out to him, I was just like, I didn't make excuses. And I was just like, judge, you know, I deserve to be punished for what I did. Like, I get that. And I'm not up here, like, trying to wiggle my way out of being sentenced. I just want to let you know that whatever time you sentence me to, I'm going to use it to better myself so that I don't end up in this situation again. You know, and I really meant it. It was like, and it was a huge wake up call for me. and. I wasn't able to quit using otherwise. Like I tried and tried and tried. And that was the only thing that separated me from that drug and was able to pull me away from it. And uh, just tack on, like I was an atheist my whole life up until that point. I had, I had a spiritual experience in that county jail that uh, really shifted my paradigm on life and, and went from like a negative mind state to a positive mind state. Um, so anyway, fast forward, I served my time. I used my time productively. I, you know, I was teaching classes, taking classes, helping people get their GEDs and stuff in there, playing the chapel band, all kinds of cool stuff. My time went by and I got out at 36 years of age and uh, I, went, I had three years of probation to do still, <laughs> you know, so I couldn't even leave the county legally without getting permission from my PO and all that. And I just got off that probation like just over a year ago. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm over eight years clean now, total. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just doing my best. I started from scratch. You know, I came out of prison. Like I went to work release and I was able to save up like $1,500 or so there. But when I got out, I, like music is, that's all I want to do with my life. So I instantly blew that on an interface and, and production software and everything I needed to get myself started again. And uh, I just haven't looked back. I just, I'm just chasing that dream without, you know, with everything I got, this is all I think about. And so I'm just grinding and grinding and grinding. And within the last four years, you know, I've completely DIY. I don't work with any type of marketing teams or labels. I don't run ads. Everything I do is completely organic word of mouth. And I've, I've been able to accumulate like a thousand regular Spotify listeners on a monthly basis and not to include like other apps, probably a couple thousand. And that's not a lot and it's not but to me you know that's that's a, that's a huge deal and i look forward to like seeing it progress because it has been steadily and certainly super grateful i'm always super grateful and i'm stoked just to be participating like i said earlier yeah what a great story fucking everybody i want to see those clap emojis you already have so many people here saying congratulations we have jared or uh bradley's house and so many other wonderful things that he does he manages fayuka um and uh jacob knoll and many other amazing artists uh i actually have gabo from fayuka on monday six six so i hope that you guys will all join us then as well don mcdaniel says bro we do recover absolutely absolutely it's i'm living proof because i mean i was like i was at, at my worst i literally i didn't think i'd ever be able to stop i, I thought i was gonna die a junkie i was so hopeless so if somebody like me is able to turn their life around as hopeless as i was i feel like anybody can if they really like if they're able to be separated from it. that drug is a powerful drug i, I 
like I don't think I could have quit if it wasn't for prison. And that's what it takes for some people, you know, they got to be pulled away from that situation, whether it's yeah. a long-term in, inpatient rehab or prison or whatever the case may be. It always seems like definitely, you know, you have to hit a rock bottom before you real, you know, realize how detrimental it is to your life and how you're also hurting a lot of other people around you by doing that but it's hard because a lot of times the environment is what causes you to want to do those drugs sure. so For if you sure. can't get away from the environment and you're stuck in it then it's just like fucking revolving door of bullshit man super sad yeah i get it i get it we got Amelia Tice, my bestie, all the way from Austin, Texas, hanging out with us. What's up, girl? I love you so much. Um, we have Bill Herbert. He says, love this story so much. Congratulations, my brother. Paul says, it's a, Paul says it's a rough road for sure. Mass props to you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Gotta love all the family. What's up, Daniel? I see you. I see you out there. All right. So for the people that may not know what kind of style of music you are putting out there, tell us about it. Who are some of your inspirations? I'm all over the place. Uh, Kurt Cobain was the reason I picked up a guitar when I was a jitterbug. Uh, so I, I always have to give a shout out to him. And then it was Bradley Noel. In my later teens, I got really into Sublime. And he was a huge inspiration of mine. Eminem coming after that, he was a big inspiration of mine. That's when I really got into hip hop. My late teens, early 20s, that's all I did was hip hop. And then I switched back to the uh, reggae rock thing in my early to mid 20s when I started the band. And uh, I just, I, when I first started writing music for the band, I, I intended to be mostly reggae rock, but. Uh, okay. Like I said, I started out in the hip hop genre, and the more the more I've created as an artist, I found that like I'm leaning more and more towards hip hop. I still like to incorporate reggae elements and rock elements into my music, but I find I'm more comfortable making like a expressing myself through hip hop. Is I feel like it's more freeing because you can sing, you can rap, you can do whatever you want. You know, you're not boxed into a genre. Very cool. All right, so. How do you more or less like what's your songwriting style like? Do you mostly do improv? I mean, you talked earlier that you like to write lyrics to some of like the songs that you know, the riffs and shit that you come up with, but do you also improv along with that? Um, I I do some like I guess you could call it improving. When I'm in the studio, sometimes I'll just like bar for bar kind of improv okay. as I'm like if I make an instrumental and I already have that all set up I'll kind of play it bar for bar and just kind of freestyle line for line I'm not like I'm not the best like off the top like freestyle MC rapper or anything like that I'm more of a lyricist and a writer but um there's definitely some improvisation improv elements that go into my writing process for sure Awesome. Yeah, I've always found it pretty amazing when people are able to do that off of the top of their head because I am the worst. Like even just trying to like sing a song to my dog, like just trying to come up with like the right rhymey lyric is so hard for me. And like people that can just go off and yeah. it's the whole improv thing, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, so hats off to all of you out there who are to possess that skill. It's certainly not easy at all. Um, so let's talk about this. Do you use a rhyming dictionary? Because those definitely come in handy. No. Okay. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't really like to use those just because I've, oh, well, the reason being for me anyway, is just I've always had a very good vocabulary and I, I don't really feel like I need that crutch. I don't want to call it a crutch. I mean, it's a tool for if somebody needs it but Definitely I don't just don't cool. I don't feel like I, I just don't really feel like I need it what why will what I have used at times though is like a thesaurus oh, that, I'll, okay. I'll use a thesaurus if I have a word that I don't want to use a word that's so plain for that you know to express that thought not such a common cliche word I want to use something that's a little bit more artistic sometimes I'll use a thesaurus to find a similar word that conveys the same meaning oh yeah 
I remember, oh my gosh, back in the day, like probably 20 years ago, when like bookstores were still a thing before like internet mm. was like, you know, Google was a thing, you know? And I remember finding my first rhyming dictionary and it was like, ha ha, like the holy grail. I was like, oh my uh, God, they fucking make these things. This is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're de- when I was younger, I definitely checked them out when I, was, when I was in my teens and stuff. And I looked at them, they are cool. The only thing I didn't like about them is like, some of the the rhymes were like so basic like a lot of them yeah. like yeah, they, yeah. They, they never really like because there's so many different ways you can rhyme syllables together in words that aren't necessarily they don't have to be spelled the same way to rhyme for a rhyme you see what i'm saying but a lot of times in a rhyming dictionary they they want the words to be spelled exactly the same like the last part of the word or whatever and it does that's not the case it doesn't need to be that way you can you can manipulate the, the the words into a way that they rhyme together, even if they're not spelled the same way. Like wow. the, the vowel the vowel sounds. What I'm trying to say. Yes, yes. If that makes yes. sense. All the above. Um. So, have you released any albums yet? Some singles, some videos. What's going on? I've released two full length albums, and. A, ton of singles i mean i probably have since i got out in 2018 probably say 50 to 60 songs are out now um studio studio recordings uh i've done a song with kaleidoscope kid if you haven't heard of him check him out it's my most streamed song he's a very big up-and-coming artist uh and then i just did a song recently with part one tribe and bumping uglies Love part one tribe. Love the uglies. Uh, Rob D is my homeboy from way back in the day. We go way back. He's from Cocoa Beach, just right up the road. You know, I met him like probably twenty some years ago too. We played yeah. a gig in Corpus together that yeah, long ago. That's my homeboy, Rob, right there. And then I'm doing. A, I got a song in the works right now with. Uh, this is the first time I've actually even told anybody. Uh, Howie Spangler, Howie Spangler from Ballyhoo, and I are working on a song together right now. Oh hell yeah! Congratulations. Thank you, and I got a full length, probably about eighteen to twenty-two track album dropping in the next three or four, within the next three months. Very nice. Well, how do you find the time to work on so much music? I'm obsessed. Okay. That's the best way. That's the best answer I could give. Is just, I'm just obsessed. It's just, it's all I think about. Hell like, yeah! I love it when like obsessions can be used for things other than stalking. <laughs> or or chasing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. So, would you say how many hours a day do you work on music? I mean, probably at least four or five hours a day. Even if I've been doing other stuff, working all day or whatever, I I usually at least spend three to five hours at night doing something, whether it's creating content, uh, videos of stuff I have been working on to put it out there, or making new music from scratch, whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, we got Rob D in the house. What's the up, dog. brother? We were just talking about Rob D. We absolutely were. Thank you for hanging out with us uh amelia says positive obsessions i like the way you put that positive obsessions like yeah. going to the gym every day drinking a lot of water trying not to just watch 90 day fiance and doing nothing else i need to work on those last first two you listed <laughs> <laughs> i got a problem uh i got a problem i'm joking i've already seen every single 90 day fiance there is so already been there done that uh daniel says do you use or, or he asks do you use a drum machine to write your beats or do you have a oh, that's a good question sorry sorry i just got excited because that was such a good question i uh i a lot of my stuff sounds like it's a, a a live drummer but i actually program i program all the drums myself from pre-recorded samples and i just put them in uh i just put them in hit by hit Wherever, wherever each kick drum hit needs to go, I put it in on the grid where it needs to go, snare, snare drum, et cetera. 
I just go down the line. If it's a if it's a song that I feel like calls for a full band sound, I'll go to the extent of making it sound like a, a live drummer. If it's something I feel like it could work more hip hop I'll use more like you know drum machiney sounding sounds for that song just because I feel like it fits the song. It just depends on the vibe of the song. But yeah, I actually only have one song released that has a live drummer on it, and that's from my first album, uh, Don't Touch. Okay. That's the name of the song. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, Bill Herbert asks, or sorry, <laughs> says, the new tune, The Bad Guy, is so badass. Thank you, man. I really like that song. I, I feel like that song is a, a it's a, a, it was a, not only was it a big release for me, because I say a lot of shit on there that I've been holding in and I didn't want to really say publicly, but also, I feel like it was a pivotal pivotal song because um, I'm going shifting in a more hip hop direction. It's just the more I create and the more I find that that's what I'm comfortable at. Um, so yeah, that song has definitely got a vibe to it. I, I appreciate the comment. Thank you. Um, Bill Herbert also says you and Kyle Smith need to do a collab. Both of you have such amazing stories and both have killer work ethics. I I um I would not be opposed to the uh to the opportunity should it present itself uh here at the sunshine show we 1000 percent support and love mr kyle smith the hardest man in the industry hardest working man in the industry <laughs> oh my god you guys i love you all so much thank you guys for hanging out with us you could be anywhere in the world and you're here with us and that means the absolute most to me and to dub three two one boom saturday night party baby uh rob d says dude can make any song in any genre from thin air thanks rob i appreciate <laughs> that shit dude <laughs> so you also play guitar right yes i play uh i play guitar a little bit and i play bass a little bit i play i play everything a little bit Okay, cool. Uh, I'm a jack. I'm a jack of a lot of instruments, master of none. Nice. What kind of guitar do you play? I own. A, I actually have a. Uh, that's a cool story. I needed a new guitar a couple of years ago because the one I had bought when I got out of prison was basically like on its last leg, and I was in a strapped financial situation. I posted about it on Facebook, and my fans were cool enough to put together seven hundred dollars and bought me a. Uh, let me see if I can grab it real quick. Yo, 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 we got Zeb three, two, one on the show. Bought me this $700 Schecter. It's a beautiful Schecter six string with a thin line neck. And it's got like a Ibanez, like a RG type feel to it. But it's a fucking beautiful guitar. And it's my prized possession. And I'm super grateful that my fans uh, did that for me. It was a huge thing. Wait, what was, what was the story behind that? Oh, they, they, uh, my, I needed a new guitar and I just, I made a post about it on Facebook about how my guitar was dying. And I was like, I can't afford one. And fan, a fan made a GoFundMe for me. And next thing I knew there was like $800 almost built up in it. And I was able to order that guitar for myself. So I've had that for the last couple of years. That is awesome. And that's what I'm talking about. Family, community, coming together and helping each other out, you guys. Because why not? I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, very nice. What kind of bass do you play? Actually, I just got I just got to throw around. Uh, it's like a squire. It's just a little Squire bass I use in the studio. Nothing special, but it sounds good. Does the job. It's a little P bass. Very nice. So let's talk about the structure. So not all your songs have the full band, right? Or do you have a full band? I didn't even ask you that. Well, that's what when I started. Um, I played with a backing band and I, when I originally started the band, I intended it to be like a 
brotherhood of band members and just never worked out that way. Like I was constantly having people fall out of the band for whatever reason life happens. And I was having to replace members left and right, teach people the songs. This was even before prison. And then after prison, it happened again. Cause I, again, I intended it to be a band and it just never worked out after a couple of years of going through that and have, you know, having to teach new bassists and songs, new drummers and songs over and over again. It's just like, this is just holding me back, you know? And so about, I don't know, eight or nine months ago, I just made the decision that if nobody's going to work as hard for my dream as I'm going to, so I need to figure out a way that I can do this myself. And since then, I've I produced a bunch of backing tracks for myself that are just like full band, all the drums, all the bass, all the keyboard. And whenever I perform live at festivals like uh, Reggae at the Rock, I did in Daytona Beach and uh, Hurricane Party. I just do with uh, the agri-lights and pacifier and super villains. I, I just, I, that's the way I perform. And I just play guitar and sing with the pre-produced backing tracks. So I'm almost like a completely solo endeavor now. Oh, hell yeah. One man band. I don't, I don't, I, I wish that like, I could like loop, but the songs, like the song structures are just not, and they're not in a way that I'd be able to loop them on stage. You know, there's too many changes and things like that to be like just looping. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fucking, you're killing it, dude. That's amazing. A lot of people can't get past the band thing and be able to do everything on their own. So if you're able to like do that, dude, fucking badass. Yeah, I was, I was really apprehensive about it too because I wasn't sure how it was going to be received by people. Like, you know, as far as the energy and people vibe into it. And all the all the feedback I've gotten has been super positive. People are out there. I, I went and toured the East Coast just for the first time ever um, in March with Ill Rendition. And there was like, I went and played in Ohio and there was like, I played the best show in Ohio I'd ever played in my life. There was like almost 60 people there seeing me play. Like that was, that was a huge moment for me. Even at home, I don't get, I mean, when I open for like steel poles and shows like that, when I get good opportunities, obviously I play for a lot of people, but for the most part, I don't ever get big crowds like that just to see me play, you know, even yeah. at home. So that, that was a huge moment for me when I headlined that show in Ohio. And there's people out there singing my songs and shit. I was just like, I almost broke down in tears right on stage. Oh, dude, that's that is really special. Um, especially the stage is a very magical place to be. A lot of energy, soul, and emotion is connected with that. And when people are able to witness that and you can experience that with them, it's like everything. It's so beautiful. Um, all right, we got a couple of questions here. Lindsay asks, When did you go yellow with the goatee miles, and what color are you doing next? I just, uh, it was just, it was lime green for the last month or so. And then I bleached it yesterday and then I dyed it yellow today. I dyed it sunshine yellow for the sunshine podcast. Hey, I love that. I fucking love that. Um, <laughs> I just love the whole, as soon as I saw you, I was like, I love this vibe. I love the yellow. I love everything, the energy that radiates off Thank of you. you. Uh, what do you have to say to the people that say you are the notorious dub? Three, two, one. I guess I'll be the bad guy. Check out my song, The Bad Guy. It's on all streaming platforms. It'll say everything needs to be said. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Daniel Bayonez asks, asks, what are your thoughts on adding brass to the mix? I, I, I love brass. I just, I don't think that it's something that I would ever want to like incorporate like consistently, if that makes sense, like, you know, on, on every track, but it's some, I definitely would love to have brass on uh, and I do feature brass and some, some of my songs, I do an MGK cover. Um, it's on all streaming platforms of his song, Bloody Valentine. And it's got the horn section on there. It's actually former members of the band Rockstead from Ohio. Uh, I just, I don't really know any horn players or like people that I could hit up to do horn parts for me if I ever wanted to. And I don't, I hate synth horns. I'm not going to ever use synth horns. So, but yeah, I like horns. I just wouldn't use them on every track. Nice. Very good. 
Paul says every story needs a villain. There you go. And that's what the kind of that song is like. That's what kind of that song the bad guy is about. Because for the longest last few, I I understand my reputation precedes me. Like I understood that before I got out of prison, that I had an uphill battle to climb. I did some shady shit when I when I was out there junkie something. So I knew that going into this. And that song was like the last few years, I really let it bother me. And I was just like, you know, that song's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I guess I'll be the bad guy. You know, maybe I could fucking market this shit. <laughs> Well, you know, and we're all human, right? And so right. I think there's a lot to be said about, okay, yeah, we do make mistakes. I've made my fair share of them. And I know I've got quite the reputation out there myself. Um, but I think as long as every day we try to be the best human being that we can be. And, you know, all we can do is keep trying to learn and fucking that's all we got, man. So as long as we're trying to be better, we're not causing harm to other people, then I think we're doing pretty good. Absolutely. We got Elias Cisneros out of Taos, New Mexico. Hello, Elias. He says, would you ever collaborate with Stick Figure? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, if he had, it's an inside joke. If he probably knows it, that's why he asked that question. Of course I would. Yeah, I would. I, and assist, you want, I'll tell the story if you don't know it, Sunshine. I posted a meme like two years ago on Facebook, and it was just a total joke because I, I like some stick figure songs. I'm not a stick figure hater, but it was like a COVID meme, and it was a guy sweating, and it said, uh, the CD says one of the symptoms of covid is lack of taste and then guy sweating and it said stick figure fans oh it was a, it was a meme that you could place this band you could place this band here to ruffle feathers and that's all it was. Anyway, I, bet a lot, I bet you got a lot of shit. i caught so much hate like people unfriended me left to right like, it, was canceled, canceled. <laughs> it was bad but uh yeah so there are a lot of people like like to bring that up now I, I did it a couple times after that too, just cause. <laughs> hey, we got jokes, people. We got jokes here at the Sunshine Show. Um, <laughs> a question I like to ask all of my guests, if you could throw a dinner party for any five musicians dead or alive, who would those five musicians be and what would you serve at your dinner party? Uh, fuck, that would be Kurt Cobain, Bradley Knoll, Mac Miller. Ooh. Fuck. What about the other two? That's a lot of people that just come off the top with. Um, you got this. I believe in you. Dr. Dre. Ooh, very good. And uh, uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. We're having a whole motherfucking party. I mean, a dance party and a rap party and a rap battle in one. And the cocaine and hookers is on the menu. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I think we're all going to have a really good time at this party. Uh, awesome, dude. I'm about it. I'm here for it. Uh <laughs> 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 yes, you guys, we were talking about sobri sobriety earlier. Okay. We're talking about getting off the hard stuff, not the cocaine. Okay. I'm going to get a lot of stick <laughs> for that, too. Moving on. What's up, Darren Tennyson? Thank you for hanging out with us. I haven't seen you for a minute. How have you been? Um, Paul, have a good night. Much love to you always. I hope that um, your father heals up very quickly, sending all the healing vibes your way out there to Colorado. All right, so what's next for Dub321? Are you planning a tour? Are you just going to keep releasing these singles and your next album? What's, what's going on? I'm actually, I'm right now, I've, I've kind of blown up on TikTok, so I've been kind of really focusing on that. I'm wrapping up an album, but I'm thinking about taking a little bit of a hiatus and just like focusing on like really growing my uh, social media presence on um, TikTok. I've been able to, I've almost 11,000 followers on there, excuse me, and uh, it's been growing like a thousand a month, so 
and I, the engagement I'm getting on there is crazy. I'm gonna keep releasing music, but I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna worry about. I I don't know. I just put so much pressure on myself about releasing albums. Like out, people want albums, and it's just like, no, I'm just gonna put out songs as I make them, and I'm not gonna worry about this. I think honestly, this album I put out next is gonna be the last album I put out. Like I'm not gonna put out because it's 2022 and that's not the way it works anymore. You put out a whole album of a collection of songs, most of those songs aren't gonna get the attention they deserve. You can only pitch one of those songs to Spotify editors. So you only have a chance of one of those songs hitting one of those playlists. You have a much better percentage of, of, of reaching maximum followers and listeners if you just release singles consistently. That's just the way the market is now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do love me a good concept album on a vinyl. Me too. Uh, that is the shit. But you're right. It just makes more sense to release singles these days. And that there's nothing. I, I think that if not to cut you off, but if I think if I if I get into a position where I'm successful enough and I have a big enough following to where I am able to like release a full album, not worry. I know people are going to listen to it, right? Because I got a good following. I could do stuff like that, but right now I'm not in a position, like I need to maximize my, my return, my return on investment as much as possible. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel's asking for your TikTok link. It's a uh, at dub underscore three, two, one. Dub underscore three, two, one. Everybody I, just followed, I just followed sunshine today. So I'm hoping for a follow back. Yes, I haven't been on TikTok in probably almost a month and a half. Me and my mom, like when we party, that's what we do. We sit and watch uh, TikTok on the TV. <laughs> we watch. Let me say this: it's a it's a stupid platform, and there's a lot of stupidity that goes on on that platform. But at the same time, if you're a creator and you make video content and you're an entrepreneur, there is no other platform that op offers the opportunity to potentially go viral at any moment and reach maximum users than that platform. That's yeah. The only, that's it. That's the only one out there that offers that. And, it, it, there's nothing else like it. And money-wise too, right? Because you can actually make a living if you really get your shit together. People are getting paid big bucks off TikTok. People are getting Absolutely. paid big bucks off of YouTube. Like yeah, the YouTube platform- too. The platforms are there. They just need to be utilized. I definitely am not utilizing the right uh, platform, but I'm getting there, guys. Cut me some slack. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to say this to clarify. Earlier when I said I uninstalled Facebook, is I, I uninstalled Facebook because I don't intend on posting to my personal account anymore, but I'm still going to post to my Dub321 page via Instagram and stuff periodically from time to time keep people updated i didn't just completely abandon facebook but i do feel like that that app is kind of behind on the times yes um let's see daniel asks how do you deal with learning from the hate how do you deal with learning from the hate i'm trying to wrap my mind around that question and make it make sense I kind of get what he's saying. It's kind of worded weird, weird, but like I, I think he's just saying like how do you learn to cope with it, maybe or or grow from it rather than focusing on it and dwelling on it. And just I think when you're when you hit a bottom like I've hit, and you've had like the thoughts that I've had in my own head that I thought to my own self, like other once you thought those thoughts to yourself and you've really hit a hard bottom. There's nothing anybody can say to you that's gonna that's gonna even matter. Like I write, I I don't really even hang out with anybody. Like I am just like solo. I've almost completely <laughs> hate to say it. It's like I've lost faith in humanity. So like I don't really I don't really take any stock on what anybody's got to say about my journey. Like it's my journey and no one else's. And I'm on this road by myself. Ain't nobody helped me get get here. And I'm, nobody's going to take credit when I get there. That's just the way I look at it. That's how I, so I, sometimes it, it gets, it takes a lot for me just to like get outside of my house. For some reason, I always feel like people are judging me. I'm really weird. 
And so like, I, but I love to go for like long walks, right? Cause I want to like stay in shape and do look good and stuff. So these six, these, thank you. These six mile walks, especially here on Pleasure Point, you see a lot of people and I'm always like, oh my God, I don't want them looking at me. They're judging me. And then in my head, I think, but they're not going to be there when I get to the end of my six miles or when I'm feeling, when I'm at home feeling so much better. And I don't even know why I fucking care what people think. It's like all a mind fuck, isn't it? It's so crazy. The, there's this uh, famous quote from Dr. Seuss. It's like words to live by. It's one of my favorite sayings. There's a there's a picture you can Google it. Look it up on Google Images. It says the people who mind don't matter, and the the people who matter don't mind. The, the people yeah. who mind don't matter, and the people who matter don't mind. Yeah. So anybody who fucking think anything sideways about you, it they don't make any difference in your life anyway because they're not on your team yeah so there's billions of people on this planet not everybody's going to be on your team so you just got to find those people that are on our team and those that do support us and then you know stick with them we gotta find our tribe baby um yeah i can i yeah i have like definitely know what it feels like to have like people talk shit or like leave really rude comments like I'm, I've literally, I'm a, I'm I literally I had a trombone player come out to a rehearsal one time and he the first thing he said to me was uh I I heard about I I, I heard about you I heard you're a piece of shit <laughs> like I deal that's what I deal with constantly. oh my god I'm so sorry that is awful but I my retort normally is yeah you you probably heard it right man <laughs> And then I'll, you know, I'll give a little, I'll give a little, uh, a little uh, additional information. But <laughs> Bless your heart. You are a good guy and you are fucking living your dream and you are holding on to it strong and nobody can hold you back. And that's a huge motivation and inspiration for so many people. And so thank you for coming on here tonight and sharing your story because I know it's not always easy. Oh, thank you for having me. It's not, it's not really too tough for me anymore because I, I really hope that my, my, my major hope is that somebody else out there hears it and is able to help them because I know how fucking hard it is to be in that spot. It just sucks. Yeah. So what's your passions in life besides music or is music your greatest and only passion? I wish that I can't even find the time. I, I'll, I can't even find the attention span to watch like a series on tv or a movie i don't know what's wrong with me honestly if i'm being completely honest i i wish that i had something else to occupy my mind sometimes and something that would like sate me and like make me feel like i'm doing something that makes me happy but it's that's the only thing <laughs> it's, it's, hey, music is a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing so beautiful a beautiful addiction, a beautiful obsession, and just a really great way to pour your heart and soul into something beautiful and a legacy that you can leave the world whenever you're no longer here anymore. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> so what else you got for me? Um, so we got to go follow your TikTok. Do you have merch for sale right now? I'm kind of hurting on the merch ship, honestly. I, uh, I got like I got CDs. I have 20, I think like 20, 21 track CDs. I have a bunch of bangers on there. You can find those on my link tree. That's if you're familiar with link tree, link tree slash dub three, two, one. And also on there available. I think I have a couple of red raw alien boy pins. And other than that, I just got stickers that I give out for free and I've got like one shirt left right now. I need to be up on shirts. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. When's your next show? Uh, I, cause I, like I was saying, I was kind of planning on just kind of taking a step back on oh, staying okay. so busy, but okay. I have one show. I have, uh, I have a show on July 20. I want to say the 24th, but don't quote me on that. It's a Sunday in July around the 24th. So if it might be the 26th, I think it's either 24 or 26. But I'm at playing the Captain Hiram Summer Reggae Series in Sebastian, which is a pretty big like weekly festival thing they do every summer. 
and I'm opening for Sierra Lane. Oh my God, I love little Miss Sierra Lane. She's a cutie pie, huh? I had her on the show and I had no idea how young she was. Like she's literally- Me neither. She's, <laughs> she's not even 21, but her- No, the first time I met her, the first time I met her, she was 17. <laughs> Dude, so she's been working her as well, and I'm super proud of her. She signed to Law Records, I believe, and she's really kicking kicking ass. And you know, she just has another uh, a mother that supports her, and it's very common um, in these interviews where there's this, somebody in the family that is like influenced or motivated, you know, somebody to play music. And for her, it was you know her mom. Uh, do you have somebody in your family that? sort of inspired you to get into music? Well, that's a weird thing. It's like, well, I have a third cousin who kind of taught me the basics on guitar and we're kind of far removed as far as family members. But other than that, there's nobody in my family that's musically inclined in the slightest. Wow, very interesting. First generation. I honestly think it's, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm like slightly autistic or something. Hey. It's like I lock in on my like my recording software and I'm just like in the zone. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, you totally maybe Asperger's. <laughs> Let me die. Uh, I said, no, you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. I thought about that too. I don't know. I'm definitely like super introverted. I, I mean, I can, I'm a, I have a personality as you can tell. Like, I just, I never, I don't know what it's like to be like, hey, I want to go hang around people. Yeah. Right <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Um, like I, <laughs> yeah i know sometimes i uh i know i know where you're coming from uh but my neighbor man he really throws a good party so once that music starts going i'm out the door at that that's party. what it is it's, the, it's always the music it's the music yeah. so like even if i'm dreading going to play gigs I, as soon as i start playing it's just like that all goes away you know and that's where i'm most comfortable is up on stage and i, I that all melts away but like there's just that part of me it's just like i don't know yeah. I've had a I've had a, I've had a hard knock life, so my heart's kind of my heart's kind of turned stone to like just like letting people in as far as friendships and stuff. Sure. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so, what is your favorite part about living in Florida? Is there a favorite part? Because I've interviewed quite a few people out of Florida, and you guys have some strange shit going on over there. Well, they just made it legal so that you could buy liquor at any hour of the day in oh, the even county better. <laughs> even better to add to the madness right <laughs> so that's kind of cool uh, but honestly i i don't surf i mean i skateboarded when i was younger but you could do that anywhere i used to like to fish i don't even do that anymore like i used to so i mean i really don't reap any of the benefits that florida provides so i i would be lying if i said there was like something i mean i don't know i, I like that it's flat I like it. I like that it's flat. And there's not a bunch of hills when you're driving around that are like winding and hard to drive on. That's about it. I like that it's not super cold because I hate that. Mm -hmm. But I also hate that it's super hot. So I don't know. <laughs> so you mentioned food-wise, you love cocaine and hookers. But no. is there is there is there any other? Um, favorite like cuisine that you either cook yourself or that you like to order out um i i mean i like to cook yeah i, I make a mean pork chop i mean oh my uh, god winston cover your ears winston diego oh my god anything out of the other than pork come on yeah i like to cook i like food i've i've before i got into music i used to do even even still to this day like if i need like extra money I'll find like a prep cooking position because that's what I love to do. Like just put my earbuds in, fucking chop, 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 you know, and just do my thing. Okay. I like to cook. So I definitely got that in my blood. And that's I now now that you mentioned, I guess that is one other thing that I kind of find some kind of peace in is just being in the kitchen and preparing a meal and shit, like in quiet. Just just the serenity of that is nice. Oh yeah. You know what I started to do when I get like angry or upset with, you know, maybe my roommate, for instance, I will just get in the kitchen and I just start cooking. Yeah, she's that knife on the vegetables. Yeah, I'm making 
rice and beans and enchiladas do my favorite um thing that i just made this past month was chipotle potato enchiladas mm. oh my god they were so good and when i told my best one of my best friends marisa about it she was like that sounds so gross sunshine uh but they weren't they were really it doesn't, sound, doesn't sound gross at all it sounds good to me I think it's like the potato enchilada thing. I don't know. Um, okay, let's see. Next question. Do you play any weird instruments that you don't typically play? I play the melodica. Okay, I, I, might, have to, I might have to tag Mr. Zebby from Tribal Seeds because he had a whole melodica meltdown the other day. <laughs> okay. Um, he's making the Zablotica, okay, but um, love me some Zebby and I love me some Melodica as well. So the Melodica is just basically a fucking mini keyboard, you know, that you hold in your hand. So it's just, it's not any different than playing a keyboard. It's, you got to blow in the mouthpiece. So it's like a harmonica keyboard hybrid. Yes, I love me some harmonica. Um, you guys were going on almost 10, uh, on almost an hour. We have about 10 minutes left. If you guys have any last minute questions for Dub321, please drop them in the comment section. Once again, thank you guys all for hanging out with us. Everybody listening at home on the podcast. I appreciate your support so much. Make sure to go and follow all things Dub321 on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the socials. Um, where can we find your music? On Spotify? pretty much everywhere like all the major apps i i, I upload two district kits so it's supposed to go to like it's supposed to go to like 60 different places pretty much like everywhere but soundcloud i don't upload there really okay very fucking cool all right don mcdaniel um he apparently has not been paying attention to this interview but i'll, I'll... oh you know what i should shout out while i'm thinking of it before i regret it later go for it is i i have an only i have an only fans you do not <laughs> hold on i have an only fans it took me like a month to get accepted by them because i kept uploading my id with my selfie and i kept rejecting it because i couldn't get it to focus on the id and my face at the same time oh so, fi so finally i got frustrated and i photoshopped it right because i'm really good at photoshop i do all my own like graphic art and shit like that and i photoshopped it and they banned me and, but I think it was the AI because I didn't even say anything back and they instantly emailed me back and like, oh, we don't know. We made a mistake, but you're approved. And I thought I had been banned. I didn't even say anything because I knew my Photoshop. Anyway, I have OnlyFans. I have zero subscribers, but I, I, but I upload. It's non-sexual now. <laughs> I upload completely unreleased music to there that I don't upload anywhere else. And I will never upload anywhere else except for to that platform eventually i'll build up subscribers if you're interested there's a the first 10 subscribers are free and there's an unreleased track on there right now that nobody's ever heard oh my god so how do we get to it what is it's, it onlyfans.com it's onlyfans.com slash i want to say it's slash i gotta check yeah you gotta <laughs> give us the right it's, it's dub three two one or dub underscore three two one it's this is pretty exciting. Too. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I really hope that and we can't And not Friday. only that, but the song is featuring Gwen Stefani. Okay, now. Dead serious. You're, might a not whole, be... you're a whole situation over there. No, I'm, I'm being for real. It's It <laughs> might not be, it might be an illegal sample, but it's... <laughs> That's why it's on OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash dub. I'm checking right now. All right. I'm excited for this. I'm excited. We're going to have to uh, come back on here and do an OnlyFans review. Okay. An OnlyFans review right here on the Sunshine Show. I think it's just slash dub321 is what I want to say, but some of my, some of the apps like dub321 is taken and I have to put an underscore and shit. So I, it's hard for me to keep track of which ones are which, but it is on my link tree too. If you go oh. to my link tree, it's on there. Wait, it is. It's, it's, uh, no, it's, I think it's underscore, but it is on my link tree. 
<laughs> Paul, sorry, I don't do OnlyFans. It's okay, Paul. You can find Dub Three Two One on all other streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Underscore three two one. Doom 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 doom. Fuck. We can. Uh... We can uh, do this all night. I'm really excited about going and checking out this OnlyFans with this unreleased music. Uh, no sexual content here, people. No, it's a mixtape. Okay, so the concept of it is it's a mixtape that I'm going to release on OnlyFans. This was the original idea. I'm going to release a song on there every couple of weeks. And there's, there are going to be songs that I can't release legally on other platforms that, that may illegally sample other artists' music. Like, so... It's under it's dub underscore three two one. So OnlyFans slash dub underscore three two one, and the first ten subscribers are free. I'm gonna release a song on there every couple of weeks, and it's gonna have like stuff that I can't release on other platforms. It might feature like hooks for the, uh, other artists and stuff, but I make my own beats underneath it, and then I rap my own verses and shit like that. So I'm gonna, about it. So if you are about it, check it out. The first 10 subscribers are free. It's dub onlyfans.com slash dub underscore three two one. I did drop that in the comment section. I hope you guys go and uh let's give him his 10 first subscribers. Uh that is awesome. We got DJ Fab in the house all the way from South Texas. What's up, DJ Fab? How you doing? I see you out there. Um Awesome. Well, we're going to get this wrapped up. What uh, is the best piece of advice you can give the viewers at home and the listeners? Don't listen to the voice in your head. Like, if you have some a dream in your head and that voice in, inside tells you that you're not good enough or that you're an uh, imposter or Whatever the case may be, don't listen to it and push through it because everybody gets those thoughts. You just got to push through it and believe in yourself. No matter what those thoughts or what naysayers around you, other people may say, just keep going. And within, I guarantee you that if you do that and you believe in yourself for a given amount of time, the results will surprise you. That is a beautiful piece of advice. Make sure everybody that you write that um, down at home so you can remind yourself um, later. What else? Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add before we get going? I'm getting a new face tattoo next weekend. That's exciting. What do I'm you gonna get? I'm going to get, uh, see, I got the semicolon right here because I chose life rather than suicide. And then I'm going to get a tiny scorpion the same size. Okay. With, with the tail going this way because i'm a scorpio i was born on halloween oh woo! you know you are highly coveted after in many um uh satanic cults they love people who are born on halloween i was born on halloween my dog that just died last month like my dog like my canine best friend just died last month I'm he sorry. was born on 666 i learned to walk on friday the 13th I learned to ride my bike on a Friday the 13th. I've had subsequent lucky Friday the 13th all through my life. Like I found $50 bills in my backyard. I had a post go viral on Instagram reels on Friday the 13th, like all kinds of shit. Oh. Crazy. Look at you little devil boy over there. Okay. But uh, God, but I also believe in Jesus Christ. So I'm just gonna say that right now. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back. Take it I don't want. I don't want. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I just don't want to. I just don't want to be that guy. Bless your heart. Dub three two one. You really took me for a loop today. I wasn't sure what to expect. I'd never met you before, never had the pleasure of speaking with you, but I am so glad that we were able to hang out. This hour was so much fun. Me too, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and get this wrapped up. I think I have, let me check my calendar real quick. I got Gabo from Fayuka um, on 6-6, which is actually coming up on Monday. Speaking of 6-6. <laughs> Uh, 
Sorry, I was trying to read a comment here. All right, guys, I love you all so much. Until next time, make sure you're kind. You never know the battles that the people around you are facing. Try to keep a smile on your face and be safe out there. It is a dangerous world. Um, have a good, the, have an amazing rest of your weekend, everybody. And make sure to follow Dub321 on all social media platforms, including OnlyFans. All right, yes. my brother. Thank you so much on three. Let's say bye. One, two. No, wait, wait. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.